0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Wellness Myth, the podcast where we take a hard look at the nutrition and wellness industry through a no-bullshit lens. My name is Emily, and I'm an anti-diet, intuitive eating, registered dietitian, and yoga teacher.
1: And my name is Vanessa. I am also a registered dietitian, and I specialize in hormones. Emily and I met back in college when we were studying to be dietitians, and we basically never left each other's side since the moment we met. And post-grad, we haven't really left each other's side either. We live across the country from each other, but that hasn't stopped us from being business partners and talking almost every minute of every day.
0: This is all very true. Vanessa and I decided that we wanted to share some of these conversations with everyone. So with that, let's get into this week's topic. Welcome to this week's episode of Wellnessness and more importantly, Happy Halloween-ish. We're almost there. Spooky (laughs) Halloween. I knew you were gonna make some weird like ghost noise about that.
1: I really wanted to say spooky Halloween. Like as soon as you pressed record, I was I was not listening to what you were saying. I was just waiting
0: for you to stop speaking so I could say spooky Halloween. (laughs) And the really like spooky, truly spooky, truly frightening thing is the topic of Halloween candy. Because I feel like for so many people, this is such a huge trigger, especially for overeating, especially for like binging, um... You know, people really tend to kind of struggle with their relationship to abundant candy around at every store, every place of work in your house. So we just kind of wanted to check in with everybody and talk about that.
1: Yeah, let's get into it. So, Emily, how do you feel about trick or treating? (laughs) Okay, so there's a reason that I brought this up. I I know. Yeah, yeah. That was not the question that Emily was thinking I was going to ask her. But the reason I wanted to bring this up, and this is not health related, I just want to get this message out there. I've had multiple friends tell me this year that they don't want to hand out candy, and it's related to they like don't want to buy candy for the kids. And you know what? I just want to say, if you have the disposable income to buy candy, you better be getting your ass out there and buying candy for these kids because these kids want and need candy on Halloween. And I have a
0: dietitian. I'm, I'm saying this. So please, 100%. for the love of God, buy candy for the kids. Well, and and I think like another reason that people might kind of want to trend away from that is because they feel like they can't keep candy at the house. Like, oh, if I have extra candy potentially like I'm just gonna eat it all. Or if I'm sitting there passing out candy. I'll be like uncontrollably eating it, not able to stop myself in any way. I think that's definitely something I hear a lot from people.
1: Yeah, which is an interesting thing that, you know, people feel so out of control
0: with candy. Why do you think that is? Well, I think there's a lot of different reasons for that. And this topic like for our episode really came to me because I had quite a few clients this week comment about how, you know, their ideal relationship with candy, what that would look, right? We kind of explored that. So if you're listening to this, I kind of want you to think, what would my ideal relationship with candy look like? You know, do I really want to never eat candy again? I I don't, I don't think that's the answer for most people. Um, Would I like to be consuming less? Would I like to feel like candy doesn't have a pull or a hold on me? And if this doesn't resonate with you with Halloween candy, it can be with any food, right? We're just doing this because it's fun and I'm obsessed with Halloween, but. I think you know examining what you want your relationship to look like with candy first, and then thinking about what it currently looks like. Right, so many people, especially around this time of year, are saying, "Oh my gosh, there's a candy bowl at work, and I just come by every day and I eat like eight of them." You know, some of that might be like boredom, some of it might be habitual, and like you're just going over there, we grab one, we go back, we're mindlessly eating. Right, that might be coming into play. We might just feel like we can't get satisfied no matter how much candy we have, and we might be feeling like. You know, oh, we better get it in now because I don't keep candy at the house. So I better get it at work. Right. So, all of these situations, kind of like what's in common with all of them, is that there's this underlying anxiety and worry about candy. And it starts to become sort of obsessive at times. And that's when we start to go down a path where we're way far from that internal regulation of our candy intake or any other kind of intake. I think something
1: else with the candy bowl at work, too, is people are walking by it and they feel like they keep coming back to it. And maybe you're just actually hungry because you left the house and you didn't have breakfast and you only had coffee. And now you're start- starting to crash from said coffee and you're really hungry. But your blood sugar is like, please just give me something right now so I get back to a normal level. And bam,
0: you're in the candy bowl. Totally. Totally. And I think that we could all agree that we don't really enjoy candy when we're doing that. Like when we're feeling like maybe either the blood sugar is really low because of a crash or because of primal hunger, right? Because maybe we didn't give ourselves permission to eat enough earlier. Maybe we didn't plan properly. Maybe we skipped breakfast. Maybe we had too light of a lunch. You know. So I really think that having all of this information and thinking through all this information will give you a little more insight kind of into why you're continuously reaching for that candy.
1: Yeah. And if you are someone who you just really love candy, candy is your thing. We actually have a good friend that candy is her thing. Shout out to her. I won't say her name. She probably wouldn't care if I did, but I won't say her name. You know who you are. She loves candy. And so again, for someone, if you do love candy, like Emily said, if you're just pounding it one after the other, like as you're on a meeting for work, are you even really enjoying that thing that you love? Like, it's kind of like when you're driving home from work or from somewhere that you're familiar with the route. And as you're going along, you kind of like come back to and realize, oh my God, I don't remember like the last 20 miles. Like I was completely on autopilot. Like, what was I even doing? It's kind of the same thing. Like you do this whole you know, you eat all this candy or this thing that you supposedly love, but do you even remember what it tasted like, sensations you had, like any joy that it brought you, or are you just throwing it in your mouth and like hoping for the best and not even realizing it?
0: I love that analogy with the, you know, driving and not even remembering how you got somewhere, because I think it's so true with candy especially in like other like high value play foods that we might be eating because the goal isn't like to eat less candy. You know, I don't want people to walk away from this episode thinking like, well, you know, these dietitians told me to eat less candy and these are all these strategies to eat less. It's not really like that, right? You also might be listening to this thinking, God, I never allow myself candy. Like I'm not at the candy bowl. I'm like hiding from the candy bowl, (laughs) right? What we want is to find some kind of middle ground in here where you're able to consume candy In a way that feels good for you. Right. Thinking again, back to that ideal relationship um, with this food and also in a way that's supporting your health. You know, the way that Vanessa was describing the sort of like, you know, throwing candy and that's not really like an enjoyable experience for anybody when we're so distracted. And we want to be really present for that experience because otherwise we eat too much. We feel sick. It's not a good scene for anybody. And then we enjoy our Halloween party or our trick-or-treating or whatever that is less, right? So we want to be able to strike some sort of balance. You know, we gave you kind of like the lowdown on what could be the causes of that. Maybe you're starting to identify your own barriers or maybe, you know, you're realizing you always eat a bunch when you're meal level hungry makes sense, right? We're not like little tiny chocolate bar snack hungry. We're needing like a full meal with vegetables and protein.
1: And I think it's something that we can potentially either set set ourselves up for success or set ourselves up for failure. So if you know that you come home from work every day, ravenously hungry, and you keep your Halloween candy bowl at your door, Yeah, you're probably going to grab a handful of Halloween candy as you're walking in the door because your brain isn't really in the place to make those food decisions at that play. You're just looking for something. So if that's frequently happening to you, stick some protein bars in your car for your way home so that that way, by the time you get home, you're not feeling like, oh, my gosh, I need you know, a handful of candy before I cook dinner. Or maybe you just, you know, move the candy bowl somewhere else and have those protein bars more readily accessible when you do get home. Or it doesn't have to be a protein bar. Of course, it can be anything, but that's just an easy example of something, you know, to give you a little bit of nutrients and get you into a better spot before you eat your whole meal.
0: Definitely. And I think like there's just maybe other like more supportive, more enjoyable ways for us to consume candy than in that situation. Like we're by no means telling you it's bad. Like, you know, we're we're saying that in a way like eat protein when you're hungry, not candy. Right. Like that seems pretty basic. We're not telling you like don't eat candy, eat protein bars. Like that's that's not it. And so I think that like You know, when it comes to that, if we're in a space where we feel really good, right, like let's say it's Halloween night, you had dinner with your family, partner, dog, cat, whatever, and then you're passing out candy and you're like, okay, I'm going to obviously eat some of this candy while I'm sitting here. At least that's obvious to me because that's what I would be doing. So, you know, as we're having that experience, kind of tuning in and being like, okay, I'm physically full. I'm really accessing the taste hunger, we call it in this situation. And I want to be really present right? So maybe I wait for a break in the action, right? I want to be able to like really bite into whatever this candy is and enjoy it. And knowing the fact that like, if things start to get wild and you look down, you're like, oh my gosh, like I overate all this candy, you know, let me take a break, whatever. It's not the time for like this intense guilt and shame. It's, oh wow, like why did that happen, right? And then you're going to have all these tools that you can look back on and be like, Oh yeah. Like I was really talking to my neighbor when that happened and I wasn't paying attention. I was just eating a bunch of candy or, Oh, I wasn't tuning in. I couldn't get that satisfaction from the candy. So of course, I'm going to keep trying to eat more. I was on autopilot, whatever that is, but knowing that the end of the day, you know, it's Halloween, like it's normal to eat candy. It's kind of normal to eat so much candy that you might even feel a little weird, right? You might not feel great the next day, whatever. This is a candy holiday. It's like literally one of like maybe the whole point, the way that we celebrate it. And I think that, you know, that unconditional permission to enjoy the holiday, it may look like overeating. You're not a perfect person. You don't have to be. This isn't attached to your morality in any ways. We're giving you tools, but know that if something does happen and we overeat it's it's normal it's going to be okay you'll wake up you'll eat normally you'll drink water you'll hydrate you'll move your body whatever you need to do we're we're not trying to overcompensate the next day and restrict food or anything like that you know we're we're trying to just get back to as normal of our diet as we can
1: what having a little candy one day out of the year is not going to completely throw your health off the tracks so it's it's okay like Emily said even if you way overdo it and you have like that sugar high it's fine you have tomorrow's a new day and you're you know back onto your normal eating habits and maybe you have a little bit more candy I mean if you made yourself sick you probably won't
0: want it (laughs) yeah you probably won't want it you'll start to feel and I think you know, there's like, there's this perfection associated even with intuitive eating. It's like, no, these situations are going to happen. You know, like you're going to be in a situation where, you know, you know what the right answer is and you still take a different path, right? You know, it's time to stop eating candy, but you still eat it. And Vanessa and I are as dietitians constantly in this situation. Like I'll expose us here. Both of us will talk about how sometimes we'll have coffee as an appetite suppressant if we know we can't eat for like two hours and we have no access to food i'm like oh at least i'll feel the hunger less if i have a little coffee right it doesn't go well like i don't like that i do that and i try not to but it's life like it happens and it will likely happen again and please don't do that (laughs) No, we don't Uh, recommend it professionally, but we do. No, professionally, it's not a good
1: technique, but yes, we we admittedly do do that sometimes. Okay, I have a question for you, Emily. So neither Emily or I have kids yet, but I'm curious. So what are your thoughts as a dietitian of letting your kids eat Halloween candy? Because I know this is a concern for a lot of parents is Halloween night, they get all this candy and we're worried that they're just going to gorge on candy for
0: the rest of time. Yeah, this is so common and something I've really seen floating around this year is like, oh, I don't let my kids eat conventional candy. Like I'm switching it all out for organic, like dye-free candies. Like I'm not allowing them to consume that. We don't normally buy those foods. That's not in our house, whatever. Okay. You can make whatever choice is right for your family, right? There's another, I know we have a few plant-based or ethically vegan listeners and myself included, some of those families will like take the candy and like switch it to vegan offerings and give it back. Like the switch witch, that's what they call it. You know, everyone's kind of going to find like their own groove. You have some sort of dietary restriction, allergy, whatever. I know people do that for allergens too. Like the switch witch comes and gives like the peanut allergy kids, not like whatever is not a Snickers. And so the case with all of that is that one night, you know, unless this is an allergy or a way of life for your family, you know, if it tends to do with just the fact that you don't typically buy like conventional candies, you buy organic ingredients, you buy non-GML, whatever. Cool. I'm down with that. But the fact remains that like one, one event of eating candy like this is not going to increase your toxic load of pesticide. It's just not going to happen. Like it is just, it's, it's scientifically false, right? You know, you don't need to be so worried about your children with the candy and what really I see oftentimes in my own practice and my personal life is the kids with the biggest restriction on sugar and candy like that end up being the biggest candy seekers like even for me growing up in my house we did not have like you know like potato chips or something and every time I would go to a party it was like oh I will eat all these potato chips right wasn't even really something like we had bad messaging around. It was just like, oh, that stuff, we just don't keep it in the house, right? You can have an apple instead. And even to this day, that's a food that like I tend to gravitate more and it's harder for me to be mindful with. So I think as a parent, like just dropping into that and being like, okay, eventually this small person is going to be an adult and they're going to have to navigate candy on their own. And can we start that sort of autonomy young and start that trust in our body at a young age? and give our child the gift of being able to navigate that for themselves. They eat enough candy to make themselves sick. Okay, that's a lesson learned, right? That happens to us as adults too. We've been talking about that. So giving your child autonomy with that can be really helpful. This is a nuanced experience, of course. But giving your child that autonomy, at least on Halloween night, to be like, okay, this is the candy night. Do what you will, whatever. See what happens. Your child will learn. Your child will be able to regulate, right? And then as we continue to have the days after Halloween, it's like, okay, this is a meal that, you know, you can select pieces of candy and that those can be served at your meal. Right. It doesn't have to just be like full, you know, your child's throwing up every day and you're like, well, Emily told me to allow me as much candy as I want. No, it's not (laughs) like that. It's just that don't stress yourself out about one night of your children consuming candy. It's going to be all right, is my main point and my main view. (laughs)
1: Yeah, absolutely. I honestly, I was planning on adding to that, but I mean, Emily kind of said pretty much everything that there needs to be said with that. Halloween is fun. Let them eat the candy. You're if you're, you know, really health conscious, you're probably feeding them a super nutrient dense diet 365 days a year. So if you're doing that, their body should be more than capable of detoxing any little toxins that they might get <laughs> from those candies. So, I mean, I really, really would not be too concerned about that. There's
0: way more
1: things that we should concern ourselves with. That's for
0: Definitely. And I think, too, you know, detaching the morality as much as we can. You know, I see a lot of like, whether it's parents or people, it's like, oh, like, I don't really like candy. I just like vegetables. Like, OK, you're not a more vir- like virtuous person because of that. You know, like that that might be true for you. Okay, sure. But like, it, it's not like, oh, you're good if you eat less candy. You're bad if you eat more, right? You're just like a regular old person on Halloween trying to stay alive and enjoy yourself on this planet.
1: Yeah. And absolutely, like we had mentioned before, if you are someone who's finding yourself gorging on Halloween candy for whatever reason it might be, Set yourself up for success. Don't come home primarily hungry with the candy bowl right in your face and think that you're going to be able to make a good decision. I'm going to tell you something. You're not. You're just not, even with the best intentions. Even if you went, we're walking into your house thinking, I'm not going to do that. I know it's not going to make me feel good.
0: Your hunger hormones are going to tell you something different. Totally. Yep. This one's all about setting yourself up for success in all the ways that you can. Having grace when you inevitably stumble because you're not always going to make the correct decision for yourself at every point in time and that's light and that's perfectly fine. Your health will survive. And what's a lot healthier is having a good relationship to food that's completely devoid of restriction and anxiety and guilt over food as much as possible.
1: Absolutely. And just one last note, which we could probably do a whole episode on this as well, but you know what? If you want to wear a sexy Halloween costume this
0: year, do it, baby. (laughs) Yes, all the body positivity for the Halloween costumes. I I love it. I think everyone should be empowered to wear absolutely whatever they want on Halloween.
1: What's the quote from Mean Girls? I can't remember. So the mean girl quote is, in the real world, Halloween is when kids dress up in costumes and beg for candy. In girl world, Halloween is the one day a year when a girl can dress up like a total slut and no other girls can say anything else about it.
0: Okay, we need to have like our own motto for like the candy. Like Halloween is one of many days per year that you're allowed (laughs) to eat as much candy as you want and no one can say anything about it. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely.